Well, happy Lord's Day to you, brothers and sisters. Um, I'm going to be doing a sermon on the Sermon on Mars Hill. It's in Acts chapter 17. But there is a bunch of background information that you need to know before we do this sermon. So instead of having a sermon, or if you're listening on the podcast, having a, an episode that's an hour or more long, I decided to do a pre-sermon so that everybody can listen to it. And then when we have the service and have the actual sermon, it won't be an hour or so long. and It'll be more uh, listener-friendly as far as time constraints. Our verses for today are going to be Acts 17, 16 through 21. And they read, Now while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was being provoked within him as he was observing the city full of idols. So he was reasoning in the synagogue with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be present. And also some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers were conversing with him. Some were saying, What would this idle babbler wish to say? Others, he seems to be a proclaimer of strange deities because he was preaching Jesus in the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new teaching is which you are proclaiming, for you are bringing some strange things to our ears, so we want to know what these things mean. Now all the Athenians and the strangers visiting there used to spend their time in nothing other than telling or hearing something new. So if you will pray with me real quick and then we'll get into this. Now Father, May the words of my mouth and the meditations deep within all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. So what we're seeing here is Paul is in Athens. And Athens is a cultural center of Greece. Now Athens has boasted some very prominent philosophers as residents, including Socrates, Plato, and probably the most famous, Aristotle. Now, Paul is in Athens alone, and he's waiting on Silas and Timothy. Silas and Timothy actually do not join him in Athens, but they end up meeting him in Corinth. So, in Athens at this time, Athens sported two branches of philosophy. There was the Epicureanism that was started by Epicurus, and they were called Epicureans. And there was Stoicism that was started by Zeno, and they were called Stoics. Now, we could stop right there and say these are the two branches of philosophy that were in Athens at the time. But to show you the difference between the Epicureans and the Stoics and the Christians, I'm going to hit on a few um few minor points of each one. The Epicurean philosophy said that the chief end of man was an avoidance of pain, where the Christians would say that the chief end of man is to glorify God and worship him forever. It's in the Westminster Shorter Catechism. The Epicureans didn't deny God's existence, but they didn't feel that God was involved in man's affairs, where Christians believe in God, 
believe that he's omnipresent, and believe that he is involved with man. The Epicureans thought that at death, the body and the soul would just disintegrate, whereas a Christian would say that to be absent from the body would be present with the Lord, as Paul taught. Now the Stoics, on the other hand, the Stoics taught self-mastery. So in Stoicism, a life goal was to reach a point of being indifferent to pleasure or pain, where in Christianity a life goal would be to pick up your cross, follow Jesus Christ, and then to be Christ-like. Now as we looked into the text, Paul was actually alone in Athens witnessing of Christ to four different groups. We've seen initially it was the Jews and the Gentiles, God-fearing Gentiles, and the Epicureans and the Stoics. So the first place we see him is in the synagogues and in the marketplace where he was preaching to the Jews and the Gentiles, and there probably was at some point Epicureans and Stoics there as well. It's hard telling who was in what spot at what time. But the marketplace where Paul was, he was witnessing of Christ every day. Now, the Epicureans and the Stoics, they were used to seeing people come in with new ideas and new ways of looking at things. So, they, the Epicureans and Stoics were referring to Paul as a babbler in one translation and another idle babbler. And this babbler word, it's a Greek word, and it's pronounced spermologos. And it's translated as a seed picker, a sponger, a loafer. Now this word spermologos would give the people at that time an indication of like a chicken walking around pecking at seeds on the ground. So when they ask, when they say, what is he, some idle babbler, it gives them the uh, understanding of a chicken walking around pecking up various pieces of seed and then spitting them back. They seen Paul as, a, as an amateur philosopher, that he really didn't study any school of thought or any actual philosophy. He didn't have his own thoughts or ideas, but that he borrowed all of his thoughts and ideas from different pieces of different um, philosophies to make a philosophy of his own. And on top of that, he's preaching a risen, resurrected Christ. So on top of having made up his own philosophy, they're also looking at it as him preaching a foreign or an unknown God. So here we see Paul in this religious and cultural center of Greece, in Athens. Now, every known God at that time could be worshipped in Athens. It was, like I said, it was a religious and cultural epicenter of Greece. So in in Athens, they would have statues of Greek gods. They would have these magnificent temples. And this entire city was actually devoted to false gods. And in Athens, they had stadiums, they had large theaters, and they had an Odeon that is was known as a Grippian. And that was a large theater of, theater of the arts. And amongst all of this was Areopagus. And it was on the hill of Ares, and Ares was the Greek god of war. The Areopagus was a place, but it was also a court. 
that had jurisdiction over civil and religious life in Athens. So at the time that Paul spoke, the Areopagus court would have had jurisdiction over such religious matters as different philosophies or strange, false, unknown, foreign gods. Now, Paul went in front of this Areopagus, which was the court, and he was not in a trial. He wasn't being tried criminally, but rather he needed to give a defense of his teachings. And that was these teachings that the Epicureans and Stoics considered to be amateur at best. So, here Paul stands. He's preaching a Savior that they'd never heard of. So, we have to look in the context of verse 22. Now, verse 22 of chapter 17 is actually kind of tells you what was going on with this court and what was going on in Athens at this time. And verse 22 reads, Now all the Athenians and the strangers visiting there used to spend their time in nothing other than telling or hearing something new. So the Athenians and the visitors, they were doing this constantly. So what was happening with Paul wasn't out of the ordinary. This wasn't something that, that they just thought was uh, so weird that it had to be addressed like right now and fast, but this was just part of everyday life for them. So as he's introducing this strange new deity, he's introducing one that took on flesh. He's introducing one that was crucified. He's introducing one that was resurrected from the dead. He was introducing the one that ascended again to heaven. Jesus Christ, to the people of Athens, to the Jews, to the Stoics and Epicureans, was something completely new. This was a place with a multitude of gods. It was a religious epicenter. They constantly had new thoughts, new ideas, new philosophies, new religions, and they'd never heard of Jesus. And they were very curious. So from all of this background information, what we can see and know here is that Paul went into this huge city alone. There were four distinct people groups that he is witnessing to. He goes before the law of the land to introduce them to Jesus Christ. Now one thing I need you to remember here, or if you haven't seen it before, there's ample, ample examples out there. Paul has been portrayed in modern times in several shows that I've personally seen as a small ratty man. And when it comes to showing him in the uh, synagogues and out preaching and witnessing of Christ, they show him as like a little small ratty man with an almost apologetic and effeminate demeanor. And we have to realize who Paul was and what he had done. Paul was a Pharisee. Paul was a persecutor of the church. Paul stood by and watched Christians like you and me be murdered. Paul was then converted. And after his conversion and after he met Jesus Christ on the Damascus Road, Paul was imprisoned, stoned. Paul was beaten. 
He had witnessed before kings and before paupers. And Paul was far from a ratty, apologetic, effeminate man. Paul was a warrior for Christ. Paul stood up where others would not stand up. And Paul was ready to defend the cause of Christ, even if it meant his death. Paul was ready at any time, any time to defend the cause of Christ. And here he stands alone in Athens, in front of this court, not in probably any threat of being stoned or anything for a false teaching, because false teachings were running rampant, and it was an everyday thing in Athens. But still, he stood before four distinct people groups. It wasn't one Jew, and one Gentile, and one Epicurean, and one Stoic. It was four distinct people groups, and I'm pretty sure that the gatherings were pretty large because that's what they had to do in that city. So knowing this, and knowing that Paul was a very fierce and staunch defender of the gospel of Christ, as we go into the next section of scripture that's going to follow, that will be the sermon that will probably come out next week, Paul is standing before cynics, he's standing before unbelievers, he's standing before philosophers, and he's standing before judges, and he is ready to witness in front of all of these people. He's ready to say what needs to be said and do what needs to be done to testify and witness of his risen Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. So now we have some of this background information of what was going on at that time, what Athens looked like, that Paul was there alone. He, he would leave Athens shortly after our, our next section of Scripture and go into Corinth. We don't, we don't know what the um, effect was on the people of Athens. If it was there was a great move of God there, or if Paul just dusted off his sandals and moved on. But he is going to make sure before he leaves, before he goes to Corinth, he is going to make sure that the city of Athens, Greece, has heard of the risen Savior. And they will have no excuse on them last days that they never heard of Jesus Christ, that nobody ever told them, because they're about to get told by Paul himself. So that's our background information. And next week, if you want to look ahead, we're going to be starting out in Acts 17. We're going to start out at verse 22 and go through verse 34. And that will be the next section of scripture that we're going to look at. But, like I said, this needs to come out so we have a pretty good idea of what was going on in that time and what was happening with these people and what Paul was doing and how he had to stand up and face all of these people completely alone. And when we hear about not having fear, we need to remember the things that Paul did and that the same Lord that he was testifying of and the same Lord he served is the same Lord that we testify of and we serve. For God has never changed, nor will he. So until next time, brothers and sisters, appreciate you, love you all, and we will see you in about a week.